American classic is the perfect way to upgrade a basic turkey or chicken sandwich, and the third slice of bread gives a distinct and classy look to go along with its great taste. Or, this old school sandwich had its time in the sun, but extra bread and slices of turkey just aren't cutting it in the 21st century. Who's right? Let's find out. This week on our ongoing quest to pick our favorite sandwich, the Club Sandwich. Is it affordable, ethical, is it healthy and clean, is it first aid appropriate, even though he's married, is the origin true, doesn't matter to me, all that really matters is celebrities, Joe will pick a sandwich now, it's his religion to figure it out, he ate the food, he'll rate, he'll chew. Will it end up on the menu? Oh, what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now. Sandwiches. Dan, the club sandwich. This is a big one, Joe. It, 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 this is a big one. I mean, both the size of the sandwich and this episode. I feel like this was, you know, this is like a, a benchmark episode for a sandwich podcast. You talk to people about a sandwich podcast, you know, they ask about PB&J, they ask about maybe like a Philly cheesesteak, they definitely ask about a club sandwich. Yeah, I think of, I'm just thinking of all the episodes we've done, I think in terms of iconic status, the only two that could even compete, I think, are the PB&J or the BLT in terms of just classicness and, you know, just notoriety of a sandwich. Yeah. It's also, it's also one of the sandwiches, I think people, I think... You know, it's a very sandwich. Like the word "sandwich" is in the name of the sandwich. Well, I'm but, trying to think. Is that yeah? I guess you don't call it a BLT sandwich. You, you call it a PB and J. Yeah. You call it a Reuben. You call it a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. But like a club sandwich, you don't call it like like you wouldn't say like I'm going to go get a club. People would be like, what? Like you know, like a like a baseball bat or like uh, the, the thing that you put on your car to make sure it doesn't get stolen. People call a baseball bat a club. <laughs> Well, like, well, I was thinking like a caveman club, but like, yeah. I, I was like the modern day equivalent. I think people would say, "Hey, I'm getting a turkey club." Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, you can't just say I'm getting a club, and, and that's like in the context of going to a restaurant. Like, I think if you just said that context free, people might think you're getting like a baseball bat made of turkey. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they'd think that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It's a, it's a sandwich. A sandwich. This might be. Well, is the- there like a club salad too, or no? There's not. Like, like, do you specify sandwich because there's another type of like club? There's no turkey. That's a cob salad. Different thing. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, this is jumping into the history section a little bit, and I don't want to spoil too much for that, but. There is a, a myth out there. Oh, I already spoiled too much. Damn it! That club stands for uh, chicken and lettuce under bacon. Mm-hmm. So that's what the C L U B stands for. Now it's not true, and we'll go into the details of why exactly that's not true. But basically, this sandwich, like the name of it, essentially means nothing. Like the the word club just. 
it's it came from a club. And so it's just like this is called the club sandwich just because like they got there first. It's like they claimed the domain name like before everybody else and they got to they got to make this sandwich the club sandwich, which is sort of awesome and it just shows like how old the sandwich is. But then if you had naming rights to a sandwich like you know they should have said what club it is. It doesn't really like direct anyone. Like, there's no money making off of this venture. Well, you're they were right. They're too broad. They're too broad. my it's, it's like it's like calling it like the hotel sandwich. Like you should they should have specified what hotel. It is the type of thing where I think you're right. Like today in you know our uh, what was it called post capitalist society where everything is like an advertisement and like if you're you know you've got a you know, this podcast, we've got to increase our brand awareness so we can become influencers. And then yeah, we, can we got that Smucker's money coming yeah, in. We need that Smucker's money, that Boarhead, whatever, whatever. But I think back then, in the late 1900s, or rather the late 19th century when this was invented, I mean, it's really spoiler to the history section. I think they were really going, they were doing it much less from a like, oh, you know, we've got, we've got to break this new land. We've got to get our brand name out there. I think they just were like going for simple notoriety. Like they wanted to make something that would stand the test of time, not necessarily like push product. And in that way, I think Club Sandwich is just such a a great name for that. Huge mistake. (laughs) Huge mistake on their part. I mean, they could have called it the like standard oil sandwich. <laughs> so, so what is your history with the club sandwich? Because I have a very distinct history with it. Oh, wait a second. Well, oh boy. I know you want to get there, and it is midnight Pacific time right now. We have a lot to cover, but we we have so much to do before we can get to our history with the sandwich, Joe. Wow. Okay. First, this podcast can be released on Wednesday morning. That means everybody listening right now, if you're listening on Wednesday, you have until tonight, Pacific time, May 22nd, midnight, to get your copy of Red Meat Republic, post a picture of yourself. Thus far, we already have three entries, and Joe, look at this thing. Wow. Dan, that's a beautiful cutting board. It is a spectacular cutting board. Now, look at that, Joe. What type of sandwich do you think that is? I mean, it's not a club sandwich. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Uh, it, it, yeah, that looks like maybe like a patty melt or like, uh, yeah, like something with like a, a big piece of meat and a big piece of cheese. Yeah. Well, it's up to whoever wins it to decide. So the official Joe picks a sandwich cutting board is done today. When I was making my club sandwich, I almost put it on the official cutting board to cut it as is mandatory that a club sandwich be cut, but I didn't. I want it, the, the first, whoever wins this cutting board will get a completely virgin cutting board, never used, and then it will be forever, every time we put a sandwich on the cutting board, it will be this person's cutting board. So if you want a chance to win this cutting board, the official Joe Picks a Sandwich cutting board, you have to buy Josh's book today, Red Meat Republic. There's no time to get it delivered. So you either have to get it at a bookstore or you have to buy either the Kindle version or the audiobook version, post a picture of yourself with it, boom, you're entered to win the cutting board. Yeah, no, I, I was going to ask that because I myself had a little bit of issues with my Amazon order that it did not come uh, on the advertised day. So if someone's just sitting at home waiting, can they like, what's, 
what are our rules around proof of purchase? I mean, can they can they take a screenshot of them with their like uh, receipt? So how about this? So we still have to figure out when we're doing the official drawing. It'll be like a postmark. I think if we they... do that on air. Come on. Well, okay, then we'll do it next week. Yeah. All right, but I want to tell because so I made a contest wheel. So when it spins, everybody can see it. So we need to do it at a set time so everybody knows, you know, it's a fair spin. So we just say at this date, on this time, we're spinning the wheel, and then all the people who entered can watch. It's an amazing idea. Let's get a notary public as well. <laughs> all right, sounds great, man. <laughs> all right, good, good. Oh, wait, are we so, deciding a time right now? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> First, we have to do your proof of purchasing. So here's what I'm saying. If you bought the book, if you buy the book by today, post a picture of yourself next to the receipt. And then when the book arrives, you'll have, you know, we'll give you an extra few days to uh, you, you verify, validate your entry. Right. Right. Because look, right. we should, I made this goddamn cutting board. This thing, this is a beautiful cutting board. You know, let's make people wait another week. Let's see how much, you know, juice we can get out of this thing. Right. So, so what time are we going to spin the wheel next week? I don't know. Whenever we, I guess we'll do it next Monday at what? Can you commit to 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. I mean, Monday's there. a holiday next week. So are people, you know, traveling for Memorial Day? I don't know. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> how, how would I possibly know what other people are doing? What are, That's sort of weird that you don't know what our listeners are doing. Do, right, do right, you think right. our listeners have like shared their schedule with me? I thought maybe. All right. So, okay. 10 o'clock. On Memorial Day or Labor Day, whatever. I don't, I don't know which one it is. Shouldn't you know which day Labor Day is? Yeah, yeah. Labor Day is the one at the end of summer. You're right. It seems like a po- that seems like <laughs> the one that, as for your career path, that's one you should sort of have your circled on your calendar. It's a big day for us. It is. It is. Yeah. Although, if memory serves me correctly, last year you worked on Labor Day. That's you. I always have to work on Labor Day. That's brutal. That's, <laughs> it's terrible. Terrible. Uh, all right, so that's it. Next Monday, what is that going to be? What date is that? Uh, oh, my God, it's already Tuesday because it's after midnight. So that's going to be May 27th, 10 p.m. Pacific time. We will go to joepickspot.com slash contest wheel and just just sit there. Just wait. The offic- the wheel will officially spin, and that's it. And we will uh, the winner will be declared. And then I will contact them, get their uh, information, and ship them the official cutting board. And then that will be that. Can you change the setting of the wheel so that it takes like a long time to spin so there's more suspense? I can, I can make it take like as long as you want. How long do you want it to take? Like 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but but no one can know how long it's going to be. Okay. Surprise us. Surprise us. My, my vote is for 14 minutes, but you surprise us with how long it takes. All right. I can also set the wheel so like spins like back and forth, like spins like crazy way. Ooh, so. I, oh, yeah. I like the idea of it like slowing down, like, and, like it's going to stop and then, oh. Starts going the other direction. Oof. I could do that. Well, you know what? I'll I'll create the settings. Uh and then it'll be a mystery to everybody. They don't know what's gonna happen. But all right. All right, that's great. So that's it. If you want to enter, get your entry in today. I know Tony texted me and uh Mazeltov to Tony and Pam and uh for their the Yeah, birth. new baby. I saw a picture. Yep. Their son. Uh healthy and everything seems to be going fine tony seems to be still finding a lot of time to watch sports so that's great and uh we're (laughs) having uh deep debates about uh, various things but tony said pam bought a copy of the book because she wants to enter and get the cutting board wow wow that's that's commitment you know having a baby and getting a i mean i guess you know 
So you have to go to a bookstore, so it probably helps. Yeah. Well, Megan was like, can I enter if I get a copy of a book? She wants this cutting board, too. It's much nicer than our cutting board. Yeah, I think Megan can enter, right? There's no rule against that. Uh, well, she would have to buy her own copy of the book. I mean, yeah, that's that is that is the only that's actually the only rule. She has to buy her own copy of the book. Yeah. Well, let's see if she does. it. She doesn't listen to the podcast anymore. So, you know, screw her. So. We have a few entries who are like in process. Maybe. Pam's getting one. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Tony said uh, she was going to enter. I don't know. See, everybody. It's, an, it's a level playing field. You've got till May 22nd. And now are you counting Josh's own entry as an entry? No. If you're not on the contest wheel, you're not in. Wow. All right. Sorry. You're out, Fair Josh. Enough. Okay. With that out of the way, I also think I need to make more things out of wood because, you know, we've got more fan engagement out of this cutting board than basically anything else we've ever done. People like giveaways, Dan. Yeah. I'll just get, do one every week. I, yeah. I, what do, how is that? Um, Literally, you get a cutting board for listening to the podcast. If you download and listen to the whole thing, you get a cutting board. It's like a multi-level marketing scheme. You have to get 10 new people to listen, then you get a cutting board. And then, like, mm-hmm. if they get 10 new people to listen, they get you also get a cutting board. <laughs> within within one month, you could be you could have 100 cutting boards. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Okay, Dan. So, so what is your history with the club sandwich? Nope, nope, nope. Oh, nice try, damn, Joe. Damn it. Damn it. Nice okay. try. Okay. In the sandwich justice system, open case sandwiches oh, wow. must come before Menu. two separate but equally hungry scholars to be digested and settled. These are those sandwiches. Let us all rise for the Honorable Justices Birkin and Mizrahi. And here we go. I, Dan, Sandwich Court, back by popular demand. I don't know what happened, but I know you were in cahoots with this. I know Prince Peppersneeze, first of his name, our uh, super fan, fan witch Jeff, our music laureate, was in cahoots with this. And then when I texted you and said, I think we have a sandwich court from Jeff and Tony. You said, I know. Yeah. So you're in coots with this. How did that, what is going on here? I mean, I am aware that there is a sandwich court. Uh, I know what the, the sandwich debate is. It's very topical. It is a club sandwich based sandwich court. Uh, and you know, I'm excited to hear what the, uh, what, what do we name them again? The bear, the bear witchsters. The bear witchsters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, just I have not listened to this, but just based on the length of the file, I am assuming this is going to be a very, very, very detailed and specific debate. So <laughs> it's, it's like a forty-five minute sandwich court. <laughs> you know, look, just like the wheel, you're just gonna have to find out. <laughs> Today in sandwich court, we have on the docket the case of club sandwich versus middle flight. The key point of legal dispute is whether a club sandwich must have three slices of bread to be considered a quote-unquote club sandwich. Today in Sandwich Court, we have Barrister Jeff, first of his name, 
laureate of the music, super fan of the first season, fan emeritus of the second, prince of the pepper sneeze, and protector of the Reddit realm to offer an opening statement in support of the third slice. Thank you, Bear Wister Tony. Uh, thank you, Justices, for your time today. Uh, it's my honor to argue here before you on behalf of the middle slice. Turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo, toast. What sandwich am I describing? If you said a turkey BLT, you'd be right. Now add a third slice of bread in the middle and stack it up high. Tell me what you have now. You just turned your sandwich into a club sandwich. Your honors, this decision you have before you is really about two things, practicality and purity. Justices, words matter. Our labels for things matter. The broader our definition of the club sandwich, the less useful the term becomes. I want to know what I'm ordering when I see a club sandwich on a menu. So as a matter of practicality, we should have more labels for different sandwiches, not fewer. Our clarity of communication depends on it. You know who else understood what happens when there are fewer words in a society? George Orwell. Am I saying Bearwitcher Tony wants to live in a dystopian hellscape like in 1984? Not necessarily, but almost definitely. Yes, I am. <laughs> now, Barrister Tony is going to try to tell you that you can order a club sandwich at a place like Subway, and it'll come on a sub roll without a third slice of bread. Well, he's right. But who made Subway the authority on naming sandwiches? Since when is the most commercialized version of something the best authority on identifying the true essence of that something? That's like saying the new Justin Bieber song is indie rock because Ryan Seacrest said so. Is your generic facial tissue truly a Kleenex? Is your Rite Aid brand cotton swab truly a Q-tip? Of course, it's not. Perhaps we can't easily control how words spread colloquially, but damn it, shouldn't we try? This is about preserving tradition and celebrating true individuality and being crystal clear with our language. I will offer someone a facial tissue when they sneeze if I don't have a Kleenex. And I will tell that Subway employee that no matter how seductive their offer of double meat is, the sub on their menu is not a club sandwich. Join me in enthusiastically, persistently, and yes, possibly violently denouncing all versions of the club sandwich that aren't stacked high on toast with a third piece of bread in the middle. Okay, pause. <laughs> okay, a few wow. things there. First of all, when Jeff made the argument that Tony wants the world to <laughs> turn into a um, Orwellian dystopian, dystopian hellscape, yes, Tony did not object. No, I mean, I mean, we, I absolutely would have sustained an objection there, and the fact that he didn't object, unless he rebuts it, we we take that as fact, Dan. Okay, okay, so we take it as fact that if so, Jeff is arguing, it seems in favor. I, this argument was so long, and there were so many things. I, I I do think it's important that we sort of break it down halfway through, and just you know, like a justice sidebar. Okay, so you know, Jeff's argument is is one of purity that that if you that that we actually need to be strict in our definition of what a club sandwich is. That a club sandwich must have the third piece of bread, or else it won't be a club. Sandwich. There's no there's no like expansive view of what a club sandwich can be. Yes. 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 Okay. And 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 to and he's setting up some pretty high consequences with the dystopian hellscape. That to 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 allow for a more expansive view, 
would essentially to be be saying that that words are meaningless, definition yes. is meaningless, truth is meaningless, and therefore nothing matters. Yes, yes, the post-truth society, yeah, very dystopian, uh, but pretty similar to the current world. So, um, I mean, maybe this the the club sandwich is the firewall against that, but. But do we rule based on the world we live in or the one we want to live in? It's true. Yeah. Okay. So now we are not yet halfway through this audio file sandwich court. So let's see what uh, what it is very important, though, to listen to. Is Tony going to rebut that dystopian point? Because already, you know, Tony got himself in trouble last time for, you know, letting Pam get things on the record that he shouldn't have. So. We'll have to see. Well, so I agree. I agree that labels and tradition matter. But in fact, the history of the sandwich was not multiple slices. From the appropriately named sandwichtribunal.com, in 1897, the first mention of the club sandwich that I could find appeared in Good Housekeeping Magazine. The first line, butter two slices of bread. The third slice was only added over time from the legendary James Beard. It is one of the greatest sandwiches of all time and has swept its way around the world after an American beginning. Nowadays, the sandwich is bastardized because it is usually made a three-decker, which is not authentic. Whoever started that horror should be forced to eat three-deckers three times a day the rest of his life. And that point about triple-deckers also gives another view. The fact that you can order it as a triple-decker, that the third slice has to be specified with an adjective, means that the club part is functionally about the ingredients. And the bread is a specification, triple-decker or double-decker. And this may go beyond the fact pattern of the case, but I would also submit that the third slice is impractical and not good. You can't get into it with one bite. It always falls apart and makes a mess, even if you have a toothpick. And, of course, the high court has already set a precedent on how they feel about this. And because it falls apart, it just doesn't taste good. That middle slice is always soggy from being soaked with tomato and mayo. And when I used to work at the proverbial club, most of the time, I would see that middle slice left uneaten, or the plate just an absolute mess afterwards, bread and miscellaneous top. No to the third middle slice. Okay. couple notes there. Very interesting. Number one, based on Tony's audio quality, he might already be in this dystopian hellscape. <laughs> it sounds like it's he's true. calling from the moon. If. If we're ruling strictly on uh, quality of, of audio file, it's done. Tony's dead. <laughs> I feel like it hurts his case a little bit. It, it should hurt his case a little bit. Now, he does, he's going into the history books, which I find interesting. But I think Tony is both arguing that it doesn't matter if you have the middle slice of bread, and he's also anti the middle slice of bread. It's, a, it's an interesting gambit. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I don't know why the I don't know why that you find that funny. Uh, it's an interesting gambit because look, I find it funny because the tactics people are using to win in sandwich car. I mean, uh, the 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 precedent which he is citing is is very small right now. It's very we have only a very narrow set of rulings. So the exact tactics and strategies are going to work in sandwich court wide open right this yeah. right open right now. It's an interesting gambit because. Because he he immediately rebuts Jeff's whole premise. He says, you're right, words matter. And in fact, words matter so much that let's go back to the original definition of the club sandwich. Pretty good. And then he then further says, and you know what? 
whatever your concept of what a club sandwich should be, let's talk about how the third slice of bread shouldn't even be there. Mm. It's an interesting tactic. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, he, he said historically it wasn't there, which, again, if it's not a rebutted, we have to assume is true. Right. And he said it was better when it wasn't there. He said it's bad. So yep. Yep. very interesting points. Yep. And, well, yeah, we should get into this later because I'm sure there's more. But uh, oh, oh, there's more. <laughs> but what I would just note about this case is that we are not talking about a philosophical argument right now. We don't have one side saying uh, history matters and the other side saying, no, you know, sandwiches evolve. They're both agreeing that history matters. They're arguing over the history. Interesting. Interesting. Well, this will be part three, where this is going to take us all the way to the end. So let's go. Okay, I'd like to offer a rebuttal here. Of course, the sandwich started as two slices. It also started as a wheat crop. And you know what? It also started hundreds of millions of years ago as a single-celled microorganism. It became a club sandwich when the third slice of bread came into the mix. And can we trust Tony's account of the history anyways? In previous sandwich court cases, Bearwitzer Tony got a little fast and loose with the facts with his interpretation of how digestion works. No, I'm not above ad hominem in this courtroom. And also, I'm fine with using double-decker as an adjective to alter the club sandwich label. Just like I stated, you can have something called a turkey BLT. In my opinion, triple-decker club sandwich is redundant, and I hope that will also be your opinions, Justices. Thank you for your time today. Tony? Well, today I have cited my sources, both the legendary James Beard and SandwichTribunal.com. But really, to an earlier point, I actually think that the case for sandwich places placing two slices of bread and calling it club is actually a point in its favor. Even though we don't want them to be the arbiters of it, I think it's important to, that they don't feel, Subway and Arby's don't feel as if they're breaking some sort of sacred tradition by doing so. And, you know, because of the specificity uh, and because of the way that club refers to the ingredient, uh, you can really have it as a triple-decker or a double-decker, uh, and it's not necessary that that third slice is in there. So third slice club sandwich, I say more like thrice club sandwich. <laughs> wow. Don't be stealing my potential rhymes there, yeah. Bear Witch. Yeah. Oh, damn, now i got to write a new, new ending. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. Now, I'd also like to highlight for Bear Witchster Jeff how cordial of him to, after making his argument, introduce his, his fellow Bear Witchster to make the opposing argument. It's true. It's true. And, and and sandwich court does appreciate cordiality. Absolutely. We do. I mean, you don't see that in a modern court of law. Nope. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. If we take our previous episodes as like precedent, um, you, Dan, you, you have put a lot more stock into what the original recipe for a sandwich was. Uh you know, I, I'm thinking most notably about our um, Elvis episode where you argued pretty pretty firmly that Elvis doesn't need to have bacon on it because it didn't originally have bacon on it. Well, I think I think my final opinion in that episode was that the Elvis sandwich might I, I think the Elvis sandwich wasn't a specific sandwich, but it it could have had bacon on it. Yeah. I think I, I think my 
issue was it, it actually might be related to this case that the name of the sandwich Elvis was actually not the sandwich that I wanted to rate that week. And by using the name Elvis, I sort of got myself into trouble because of the ambiguity that that entailed. And it is true that throughout history, I think there are multiple sandwiches that could have claimed to be the Elvis sandwich. And, you know, as we were, as the, the using the label I did, the ambiguous label led you and even me to, to have sandwiches that weren't the exact sandwich that I wanted, which led to disastrous consequences, you know, in that version of the podcast. So you think that's similar to what we're doing here, that when you said club sandwich, when you picked it, were you, okay, so I guess that's the question. When you said club sandwich, were you picturing a triple decker sandwich in your brain? I mean, to me, uh, you bringing up that point is very interesting because I wouldn't have thought about it. But yes, to me, that when I said the Elvis sandwich, I mean, if we go back to that episode and like do the slow motion replay, I was like, I want to do a peanut butter and banana sandwich. And then I think you were like, oh, the Elvis. And then I said, yes, the Elvis. And then that right there is like the record scratch moment. That's where I fucked up. This time I said the club sandwich. And then I think exactly to Jeff's point, we both probably got what I would, you know, well, I guess the question's out there. But to me, I meant the triple decker club sandwich, the one you've seen me eat many times, the one, you know, that I've ordered many times. And, you know, to me, when I said club sandwich, I, I, I meant triple decker. And to me, if it's not triple decker, it would not have qualified. Okay, so now, and but we still have more to discuss about oh, who certainly. who who argued this case better uh, and where we land on this. But let me ask you this question: separate from separate from the arguments that were made in the case, if you at a restaurant ordered a club sandwich and was brought something that didn't have the third slice of bread, would you feel like you were somehow wrong? I would. I would. To me, if it doesn't have the third slice, it's just a, a turkey bacon sandwich or whatever. It's it's not a club sandwich. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to make one more point uh, uh, about what they're arguing, just to be clear on this. Yes. Uh, Tony isn't arguing that a club sandwich can't or shouldn't have a third slice of bread. Now, he's saying... He he sort of goes on this outside the box gambit to say that the third slice isn't even that good. But yes, he, he's he's arguing that it's not necessary, even if it's traditional or if it's there most of the time that it's not necessary. Where Jeff is saying it is a necessary component of a club sandwich. I think Jeff is saying words have meaning, and a club sandwich should be synonymous with three slices of bread. Tony's saying it needs not be synonymous and also it's it's quite an interesting gambit because i picked the sandwich so you'd have to assume that i like it right. with that third slice of bread but he's also saying i mean he argued the third slice of bread sucks and he gave I, some supporting points for why he's against it okay so so i think we should issue our ruling unless you have more to more to talk about uh i feel like the last two sandwich courts i've gone second so maybe i should go first this time absolutely Okay. Any more to talk about with, with this? I think the the opinions, the strategies of the Bear Wars have been summed up. 
Um, I think we should note, just from a cordiality perspective, Jeff, he introduced Tony, and then at the end, Tony sort of, you know, slipped in a rhyme, which is rude to us, because taking away our potential rhymes for club, of which there aren't actually that many. So you've got to give that to Jeff. And and the audio quality as well. Come on. That's true. That's true. Audio quality. You know, presentation matters. It really does. Um, no, look, I mean, I think that uh, I I agree with Jeff's point that that a club sandwich, when you think about a club sandwich, you think about that third piece of bread and other things are just turkey sandwiches with bacon on them. I think that that is right. However, however, I think he his argument is the much harder path because he's talking about what's necessary, not what's preferable or expected or um, or even traditional, even if historically it wasn't. Uh, he's saying necessary. And I think that's where I think his argument is just a little too narrow for me. Wow. And Tony, I think, rightfully makes the point that it, it – it's not that it that that you just can't. There can be a version, as is the case with subways and potentially Arby's. I think, uh, whatever uh, that that there are clubs out there. There are people calling things clubs and ordering clubs that aren't served with a third slice of bread. And the fact that that exists shows that actually it's not necessary. It might be preferable, but it's not necessary. All right, your ruling is in. I must unfortunately strongly dissent because our forms of sandwich jurisprudence are clearly completely different, Joe, because I am a strict constructionalist. Oh, my God. And to me, there's a split court right now. To me, the sandwich, I am very strict in the way a sandwich is constructed. And to me, there can be no ambiguity. If it is a club sandwich, it must have the three slices of bread. If it doesn't have the third slice of bread, it's not a club sandwich. Now, I know this is what you're saying right now. All the people yelling. Yes, you're a strict constructionalist. Surely, what is important is how the sandwich was originally constructed. However, I also believe in a living menu (laughs) or a living way a sandwich can be constructed. It can evolve over time. So I don't know who put that third slice of bread in there i don't know why they did it although i think i know why they did it to cut costs because bread is cheaper than meat but over time that has certainly become the de facto way and i think even though we disagree you would agree that the you know default the and and i understand your your point about again you're not a strict constructionalist so you think a sandwich can be made in many ways and still fall under the same declaration but i think you would even agree that the default or the majority way or the most common way would be with the third slice of bread yeah yeah absolutely no question about that again to me it's just if it's in order to get that club sandwich label i need that third slice of bread i reject the bearwitcher's claim about the beneficial or negative nature of that third slice of bread because to me that's not what's uh, up for debate here that has no standing in my court it's just about the construction of the sandwich and to me i give it to jeff strongly strongly support his argument strongly oppose bear tony 
with all due respect. So we're back to the appellate court, the people, and, uh, and you know, where I'm, I believe, two for two right now. So fine. That's fine. The right. liberal wing, the anything goes wing. <laughs> I'm not worried. Uh, you what, know, why don't you put a chicken wing in the middle of the sandwich and call it a, a, a club sandwich? Give me a break. And that sounds delicious. Here's my question: Would you accept a <laughs> Would you accept a fourth slice of bread? <laughs> well, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, can I just bring up one more thing? Uh, wh- what is this apparent sandwich tribunal, and why? <laughs> Why are they why are they not ruling on these things? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on. How did you is arrange it, that? Is a sandwich tribunal is is that like um is Tony saying is that like uh you know like the international EU courts where it's like like we don't care what we don't care what the EU courts ruled. We're America. Uh, look. No, no, nobody has jurisdiction over our courts. Only only the sandwich court <laughs> us and then of course the appellate court. In the uh, Joe Pickspot right. subreddit. That's, That's right. it. That's right. Also, uh, I, I have to give a, a, another slight demerit to Tony's argument because he used the word toothpick, which to me is now out as verbiage. <laughs> I much prefer the term used on the Wikipedia page, a cocktail stick. Oh, that's so much classier. Yes, a club sandwich is made with a cocktail stick. So, Dan, what... What's your history with the club sandwich? All right. <laughs> Here we go, Joe. How many minutes into the episode are we? Okay. Let's speed through this now. It's a brisk 40 minutes. That's okay. We can do the rest of this fast. That's great. Yeah, we're not going to be like the takeout.com and just skim through this. No. But it also is incredibly late at night. So. Uh, also, I don't even really need to hit this history section, although I will bring up a very interesting thing in that. But my history with the sandwich is... You know, this is an iconic sandwich. Like, I've been ordering club sandwiches my whole life. Like, it's just a sandwich that I've gotten at, you know, restaurants before. I've gotten it, you know, at delis before. It's it's a classic sandwich. And it's not like, uh, you know, we we're talking about the other sandwiches. Oh, they've had rises and falls or whatever. Like, this isn't, you know, like a PB&J is a, a, a sandwich you have a lot as a, a child, but you don't really, uh, n- not a lot of adults have. And like the Bon Me, where we're all talking about how, you know, for all of us, this sandwich is, you know, somewhat recent in our lives because probably, I mean, growing up, I'm sure I couldn't even gotten a Bon Me. But a club sandwich has been around my whole life. It's been a popular sandwich my whole life. And I've had it my whole life. I mean, and, you know, the you made a comment before about how you have seen me eat the sandwich a lot. And it's because at the... Um, the resort we stay at in Mexico, they have a late night menu that, you know, is available all night and they don't have many things on the menu. But for whatever reason, at a Mexican resort, the club sandwich is on the menu. So I've ordered that like one in the morning club sandwich from room service many times. And I'll tell you, it's it's just uh, it, it's a can't you can't mess it up. You know, it's just a, it's a great 1 a.m. sandwich to have right before bed. And uh, even in Mexico, I mean, this is the thing. It's like an international sandwich. I don't know how word of the club spread, you know, so far and wide. But, you know, it's available in America. It's available in Mexico. God knows all the countries it's it's available at. But, you know, it's a sandwich I've had my whole life. You know, it's not necessarily a frequent sandwich, but it's not necessarily an infrequent sandwich. I probably had at least one or two a year every year of my whole life. You know, there's just like... A, you know, a time and a place when I'll get it. So, you know, 
it, it, it's a uh, it, it's not my my life hasn't been like predicated on it but it, it's definitely a sandwich that's been there throughout the whole life well my history is watching you eat club sandwiches I don't think I've ever myself ordered a club sandwich. Uh, well, up until this week. Now, I assume you've had turkey sandwiches before, though. No, totally. When do you like? Have you known what a club sandwich is? Yeah, I don't think I can't remember a time when I didn't know what a club sandwich was. Yeah, just never really like. I've never looked at a menu and said like, "No, oh, get a club sandwich." Yeah. Yeah. And and fair enough. And you know that in the intro, I talk about the pros versus cons. Where I think the club sandwich is is it's really just a turkey sandwich that has an extra slice of bread in it. Like it, I I, I could imagine why. I mean, I I really like turkey sandwiches, and I think this is our first turkey related sandwich in the entire podcast. That can't be right. I mean, it uh, is. No, we had the Dutch crunch with turkey, didn't we? Ah, that's right. That's right. The turkey, avocado, whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's like a Dutch club crunch. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, the club sandwich, like when I make a turkey sandwich at home, I never make myself a club sandwich. However, I'll, I'll find if you're a lot of restaurants and, you know, the type of restaurant that would also have like a burger on their menu, they also will probably like they probably wouldn't have just a turkey sandwich just have a club sandwich because I think it's it's considered a little classier or whatever. Um, and, it you know, I think it, it fits on more of the the more upscale restaurant. Like, it fits on the menu more than just, uh, you know, another sandwich would. Like it, it, like, it seems to me that a lot of the places that would have BLT on the menu would also have club sandwich. Yeah. As, yeah, I mean, I think we're getting um, into the availability a little bit. But, like, these are sandwiches that are around. Like... Like my lack of 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 ordering a club sandwich has never been for any lack of like it being available. It's more just been a choice or lack of interest, I guess. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so let's moving right along. Since all the things are blending together, much like yeah. the club sandwich does not do because of that extra slice of bread in there, keeping everything separated, I will move on to the history. Now, I think in Sandwich Court they talked a lot about the history, but. Uh, I, I'm just going to get into some, and basically everything they said is is uh, true to my understanding of it. Somebody invented this in the late, like the 1890s or something, or at least it was invented by then because there were mentions of it. Back then, it did not have a third slice of bread. It's probably named the club sandwich because it was like uh, invented in a club. Exactly which club it was, you know, people still debate. No, there are a couple options. They should have they should have named it better, but. <laughs> I think it's a great name. I mean, it stood the test of time. But the my favorite thing is that there is a, a myth going around that the club sandwich, uh, you know, CLUB is a acronym for chicken lettuce under bacon. And, you know, people posted about this on Twitter and they're like, oh, I've, you know, I can't believe I went my whole life and didn't realize that club in club sandwich stood for, you know, Chicken lettuce under bacon. Oh, my God. This is crazy. And then it got like a million retweets. And then everybody's like their minds are blown. But it's not true. And the best reason to dispute it is something that I was so fascinated to learn, which was that acronyms, the concept of acronyms did exist in the 1890s, but they were absolutely not widespread at all. So the whole myth can be. I know. It's amazing. 
and I really I read the whole Wikipedia page about it. This is very true. Like the concept of acronyms, there were like a few of them in the 1890s, but there were literally like less than 10. Like the concept of making a word out of the like first letter of other words, which I think might be also called an initialism and making that also into a word. It just wasn't a thing. People did not do it in the English language. It, it did not become really common or widespread until like the 1930s and 1940s. And there are like different reasons for this. It's a very interesting Wikipedia page. Um, but a, a lot of them might be like military things because things like radar and sonar and scuba are all like these things which became acronyms. And a lot of them like like it just seems like in the military, they just come up with a lot of these like long things that yeah, can be short yeah, as yeah, acronyms. Yeah, yeah. But it, the, basically, the whole theory can just be discounted because in the 1890s, they would never have called it a club sandwich based on the fact that it was a shortening of these words because it's just a concept that they just did not do in the 1890s. So it, it is definitely, if anybody you say tells you that incorrect fact, rebut them with like what is even more obscure fact that like people didn't commonly use acronyms back then and uh, blow their minds. Well, actually, acronyms did not exist until the uh, early 20th century. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a really great party conversation. Yeah. Well, you got to put those <laughs> those club sandwich truthers in their place. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's super interesting. And I like the uh, I like that it can be disproven by a history that has nothing to do with sandwiches. Yeah. That is very interesting. Um, it's also an, an exceptionally old sandwich to have a specific recipe. Yep, yep. Like that's like even the PB and J is much later than that. Definitely, definitely. I mean, the PB and J came in. Well, I mean, PB and J is an acronym on Smuckers. On Smuckers dot com, though, they date it back to like uh, the Roman Empire, but but they have an interest in it. Yeah, well, Jeff was taking us back to you know single celled uh, evolution as uh, you know what created it, but um, yeah, I, I I thought it was. Well, the, the sandwich itself, if you go back really in the history, like it didn't use turkey until, you know, much more recently. It used to be made with chicken, um, you know, which obviously in the fake myth about the acronym, it, the C stands for chicken. And it didn't have the slice of bread. So it is something that certainly has evolved over time. And it is something where like society has just like agreed that like, OK, now I think the default club sandwich has turkey. Uh, it has that third slice of bread, whereas, you know, when it was first invented, it was just chicken and right. bread or whatever. But, um, you know, it, it's, you know, look, we're in dissent, so we don't actually know whether the club sandwich definition is the more strict constructional one or what. what is your uh, type of sandwich jurisprudence called? A progressive view of, of sandwich construction. Okay. The, pre- the progressive wing of the court. Look, the strict constructionalist... I think the uh, the appellate court's going to side with us. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm just calling balls and strikes, man. <laughs> Wait, I'm just calling balls and strikes. We're both just calling balls and strikes. We just see it differently. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I think this is a good history. Uh, let's say a 7 out of 10. I like it. Yeah, look, like it. Uh, does the strike zone have to be over the plate? I mean, why can't no. it be over there? <laughs> no. I mean, the pitch was still straight. It wasn't yeah, <laughs> it was in the wrong direction, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, Boo! <laughs> what's next? Is it? An Wait, did you rate sandwich? the history? Yeah, seven out of ten. Oh, Let's good. Do it. Good work. Good work. Yeah.
could it be in your regular rotation? Prep availability, health. Uh, so uh, what did, did did you prepare a a club sandwich for yourself? No, no. I ordered two different club sandwiches. One that had a third slice of bread. The other that did not. Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. Both at restaurants, uh, and uh, you know, look. I think I like went to only two restaurants this week, and they both had club sandwiches on their menu. Wow! For <laughs> first of all, how many times are you going to restaurants per week? I mean, twice this week. <laughs> okay, it seems like a lot. Uh, I. I went out of my way to find so I, I I made one at home. I'll get into that in a second, but I also found that going out to restaurants. So I wanted to like my sandwich shop has a thing called a quote unquote club sandwich, but much like the Subway version, they they made like a sub version of which obviously didn't have that third slice of bread. So I was like, I'm gonna find a place that makes a club sandwich. Club sandwich is one of their specialties. And then I looked at the Yelp pictures until I find a place that made sure it had that third slice of bread. And so I did go to a place that they, the club sandwich was their specialty, but they did like crazy shit with the sandwich. Like their version of the club sandwich, it had ham in it, turkey, ham, and bacon. Whoa. It had cheese in it. It had avocado in it. And it had cucumbers in it. That's weird. Yeah, that, that's, that's a lot of stuff. That uh, I've never seen in a club sandwich. And it was grilled in a panini press. Wow. Yeah. How do you grill a third? Was it grilled all together or do they grill each each layer separately? That's odd. I mean, it was grilled all together. I'll post the picture of it. It was really quite huh. a creation. It's a very, I mean, it's a, a big, thick sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And no cocktail sticks in there, though. And it's it still held together nicely. The one that I had that didn't have, um, have a third slice of bread was on... A roll, almost like a Dutch crunch roll, uh, but it was sliced in half. But then it also had coleslaw on it. Whoa! Yeah. See, this is the this is the thing about the club sandwich, and this is why I think in this category it's very interesting. When I made the club sandwich at home, which I did today, it's actually quite a simple sandwich, quite easy to make. Three slices of white bread, mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, turkey. All I think pretty common components among people who make sandwiches. Yep. And then bacon, which, again, not hard to get. I, I, I now just go to the meat department. I just said, hey, could I get three slices of bacon? He just wrapped up the three slices on their own. I fried it up uh, pretty quickly. And, you know, I think I constructed the entire sandwich in 15 minutes, you know. Not – if I were just making a turkey sandwich, it would obviously be much easier because I'm not frying the bacon. Probably 15 minutes is too long. Probably like eight minutes. But it, it, it's more complicated than – other sandwiches, you know, if you've got that microwavable, ba- microwavable bacon, that'll make it a lot easier. But it's not the simplest sandwich, but it's also, you know, compared to like the banh mi or compared to any of the like cooking sandwiches we're talking about, this sandwich, very, very simple by comparison to that. However, I think the simple nature of the sandwich actually creates somewhat of an issue where I feel like every restaurant that's selling a club sandwich wants to change it somehow to put their, like, twist on the club sandwich. Yeah. And as a strict constructionalist, it's really interesting to me because I don't dispute that the club sandwich I had was a club sandwich because it did have the three slices of bread. It was called the club sandwich. The main protein was, like, turkey or chicken, which we'll call acceptable. 
But the thing about availability that I think is really interesting, and I think your Colesaw point is is or your Colesaw example is it, um, adds to this, is if this sandwich is the sandwich you love, like if you just love the bread, turkey, bacon, you know, lettuce, tomato. I don't know if you go out and get a club sandwich if like you're gonna get that because I feel like every restaurant wants to like twist it somehow. Right, right, yeah, and it's a little bit different than the BLT because when we talk about the BLT, I mean, we had a sandwich court about this, but like we we both agree that a BLT with with multiple additional ingredients isn't really a BLT anymore. The club sandwich, like you said, you can add things to it. And it's still a club sandwich. No one's going to say, well, now it's not a club anymore. So I think that even further, like the third slice of bread is the thing that makes it distinct. Yes. So once you have that, they just you, and, and, you know, to what we've just talked about with, with, with the sandwich court, there's lots of places that don't do that anymore. Yep. So, so even that, like this is a very broad, almost category of sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that going into this week, I would not have guessed. Because I think, you know, my main experience with the club sandwich is at that Mexican resort. And they always, you know, I think they make a perfectly classic club sandwich. And it wasn't just this place, though, that I was looking at. The the place I went to, I I went there because the club sandwich was like one of their signature sandwiches. And I guess it actually shouldn't have surprised me that they had such a variation on it, considering they made it a signature sandwich. But I looked at other places, and their version of the clubs had different things on it. You know, ham and and cheese as add-ons seemed very standard things that people are putting in club sandwiches now, which is not, you know, to me, uh, it's – if you're making the simple version of the club sandwich, you know, it it does not have those things. But, you know, for I think when you go to restaurants, it, it's going to be very common that there are going to be all sorts of different additions. I mean, coleslaw on it, it seems crazy, but – yeah, the second one that I got was really um, more of a classic club sandwich. They called it like a spicy club or something like that, but I think it was just going to have like spicy mayo, but it didn't really taste spicy. It just tasted normal to me. Yeah, the the old sriracha mayo combo. Yeah, yeah. Even that, they needed to use more sriracha, I think, to make it happen. Yeah, well, um, and going on health, uh, you know, I'm not doing the health breakdown anymore because it's too much work but just well i mean i think one thing to think about with the health and you know you know we don't need the exact calories but it is interesting that like you're taking the car like if you're avoiding carbs you're just adding more carbs to the sandwich yeah and the we'll get into my feelings about this uh in the future but i'm sure people can guess it but that third slice of bread to me is not so much the carbs you know, to me, the fact that it's adding the carbs to the sandwich isn't as big a deal as the fact that it it also adds another medium to soak mayo into. So I think that third slice of bread is adding carbs and adding fat to the sandwich. Yes. So yeah. it No, it's actually it's actually a good point because when you add the third slice, whatever condiments you have, you're adding to that and maybe even both sides because it serves like a top piece and a bottom piece of bread. Absolutely. And you would have to. If you you couldn't – even if you don't like mayo or you want light mayo, if you just add bread and no additional mayo, it would make the sandwich too dry. Wait, so, yeah, yeah you're – it's – if you don't want carbs and you don't want fat, the third slice of bread is – 
it's adding essentially nothing to the sandwich that you want and adding a lot of stuff you don't want. And, you know, depending on how sandwich core rules or not. But again, even if you say, uh, give me a club sandwich just without the middle piece of bread and the person's like, that's not a club sandwich, you'd be like, I don't care what you call it. Just give it to me. You know, it is a different sandwich if you don't want the bread there. And, you know, it's probably a healthier sandwich if you don't want the bread there, to be perfectly honest. So I think this sandwich is unhealthier than the version of it without that third slice of bread. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of availability, I think it's not that hard to make. I mean, it's essentially like making a turkey sandwich. Uh, it's pretty easy to find. And maybe it's it's not... It's not it's not that unhealthy, but it's not that healthy either. Uh, so I think this is a fairly high, high everyday sandwich. Um, I think it's like a seven out of ten. Also, all right, look, club going right down the line. I mean, it's around, right? I mean, look, this is a sandwich that you can find at most places. I think it's definitely around, definitely around. I mean, I the thing about the club sandwich, and this really goes into the sandwich court, but I think like my sub shack has a club sandwich like i think every sandwich place will have a club it's just that whether or not it fits what i think the correct definition of the club sandwich you know that up in the air but they'll have something on the menu that they call a club sandwich yeah 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 okay is it a first date sandwich i think you know rob uh he got discouraged after he sent in the tacos one and he sent it in after the episode so he didn't send it last week didn't send in this week so i got nothing well i think also rob is um rob was discouraged by our our game of thrones talk as he's still binging it so he uh he doesn't want any spoilers so we he may be saving up some episodes Hmm. yeah well I guess we shouldn't have talked so much about Game of Thrones. Or maybe that means we should have. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine with this outcome. Either but way. here, look. Well, let's just look at the, the data on this one. You're on a date. You order club sandwich. First of all, you're not really making a statement. It's one of the most classic and iconic sandwiches of, you know, that exists in American culture. Um, it's a pretty clean sandwich. You know, outside of the mayonnaise you're still protected with the bread it's not like greasy um if you keep those cocktail sticks in there which again as per the prior precedent uh you really have to if you're if you're eating it and you've got a cocktail stick i think the sandwich holds well together um you know it's got bacon in it i'm not sure it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a breath killer um you know I, I'm not sure what statement you're making, but I don't think from the just technical details, anything about the sandwich is too horrible. The two things that's sort of odd about it, one is that, and I'm trying to think if there's another sandwich like this, it's the only sandwich that is served on its side that I can think of, at least. That is served on its side. When they put a club sandwich down on a plate, it's not sitting up with like the bread on the bottom. They sort of like lay it down in a weird way. I think that is quite dependent on the place you get it from. But it it is a valid point that based on the like triple decker construction, the sandwich can basically support itself at any angle. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is like an architectural uh, marvel of a sandwich. Yeah, and the cocktail stick sort of holds everything together. 
yeah, I mean, it's a good point that it could be served like that. Uh, I think it is served like that. I'm, mine was not served like that. <laughs> if I do a Bing search, Bing image search of club sandwiches, literally 90% of them are on their side. I don't think that's true. Do it right now. You're in front of a computer. I, I only search pork.com. <laughs> um, nonetheless, uh, I don't think you're making much of a statement. I think it is. I guess here's a question I have for you about that. What is a better thing to order on a date? Two things on a menu. Uh, one is a club sandwich. The other is a turkey bacon sandwich. What sounds better? I think club sandwich sounds better. I agree. I think club sandwich is like a good like marketing tool. I yeah. think it sounds better than just saying what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's why I said I think they I think they in the 1890s they came up with this brilliant name for a sandwich. It'd be great. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we were like, hey, uh, you listen to that club podcast? And they're like, that just meant us. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, even the whole idea of a club, like, clubs are cool. You want to be part of a club. Like, you want to get into a club. Like, you know, people people like the term club. It sounds exclusive. Like, it sounds like an exclusive sandwich. Yeah. Like, you know, you're on a date and you order the club sandwich. Like, oh, oh shit. Do you need, like, a membership for that? Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And they're like, uh, they look you up and down and they're like, all right can make it for him yeah. yeah even if it's subconscious i think people are impressed with it all right all right i think uh yeah i'm in club sandwich first date sandwich seven out of ten. Seven out of ten all right yeah the sandwich is in the the all sevens club it's in, it's in the seven zone all right does the sandwich taste good boom so you, you know I have a long history with the sandwich, but it sounds like you might have just had this sandwich for the first time this week. So what did you think of the taste of it? I don't know that I had it for the first time, but uh, I'm sure I've tried one at some point. I mean... We may need to go have the court reporter go back earlier in this podcast. When I think you said you've never had one before. I, I think I said I'd never ordered one before. Ah, uh, yeah. Look at you being a little strict constructionalist yourself. Uh, so... Come join my side of the court. <laughs> this this sandwich, uh, I mean, the one I ordered first was like on a Dutch crunch roll or something like it. it had coleslaw on it. It was it was off the rails. Not what I was expecting at all. Wait a second, you're having Dutch crunch sandwiches? Well, it was on like a on like a French roll, but it was sort of Dutch crunchish, you know. Uh, so it wasn't Dutch crunch. No, no, okay. no, but it was like that. Um, so and, you're you're way off the strict constructionist side. If you're <laughs> the second you're one that I had, throwing around Dutch crunch willy nilly. It was like a it, it was it was like a Swedish crispy. It was like Dutch crunch. Okay. Uh, uh, the second one I had was like really traditional. I mean, it tasted exactly like what you'd expect. It was like a turkey sandwich. It wasn't, you know overly stuffed it was sort of i mean in my opinion it was a little bit boring and also like it felt like it needed more meat but i think it's just because of this extra bread like the rate like the ratios that i wanted were just all off fair enough i mean to me as a the 
what can I say about this sandwich? Like, I like turkey. I like bacon. I like tomato. I like lettuce. I like mayonnaise. And I like white bread. So it's just like, to me, the extra slice of white bread is just an excuse to make, like, something else to absorb more mayo, which I love. It, it To me, it's just a fantastic sandwich. The as I was eating the one today, and I was and the the bread is toasted nicely, which I think really nice offers a lot of rigidity to the sandwich. I personally don't have cocktail sticks, so I was just holding the sandwich together myself, and it was a very thick sandwich. You know, lots of layers. I found the sandwich held together really fabulously. I think that middle piece of bread also aids in the. Um, uh, digestion but definitely digestion but also in the structural integrity of the sandwich i mean i i just thought it was a great sandwich As after i ate it i was just like um i really need to make more of these because this is just it's, it's just a fantastic sandwich i think it's a, a a strong upgrade over a turkey sandwich i think it's an upgrade over a turkey bacon sandwich because to me for example the big mac the big mac is a nine is another iconic sandwich that has that middle piece of bread. And it's the same deal. It For the Big Mac, you've got these beef patties, and that middle slice of bread serves as a place to put more sauce, to absorb more of that delicious beef juice. And to me, the middle slice of bread's the same. It's just absorbing more mayo. It's, it's helping the uh, construction, the integrity of the sandwich, and... It you know to me if it's soaked in mayo it's not too bready you know if it, it it's offsetting the the juiciness of the tomatoes and you know to me it's the best version of the turkey sandwich and I yeah the version I, I mean I'm as a strict constructionalist I appreciated the classic construction more I thought the one that I got at the the restaurant you know with the avocado and the cheese and the ham. It was just there was just too much going on, you know. To me, it was there's way too many flavors. I mean, to me, even adding ham to it completely changes the taste of the sandwich. But once you're putting in avocado and cucumbers, I mean, honestly, I just had to take the cucumbers out. I like cucumbers; I ate them on the side. But it's like I I can't imagine eating the sandwich also with these cucumbers in here. Uh, So I would not get the club sandwich at that place again. But I would you know when it's one in the morning and i need to order off that late night menu you know the club sandwich to me is going to deliver and i know what i'm going to get and you know it's going to be something good for my tastes yeah i mean i think i think that's fair i mean i i think that maybe maybe my my third slice of bread was under mayoed but just i similar to what tony said at the end of the day with that sandwich i mean I sent you pictures of both my sandwiches for reference, Dan. Uh, at the end of the day, that third slice just went uneaten. Really? Yeah. I I mean, I, I maybe took one bite with it in there. But other than that, like, yeah, it was just, you know, there was a lot of bread left over when I finished that sandwich. Well, I'll tell you, those fries from that first place look fantastic. And that's a good looking club, right? Yeah, I think it's a very good looking. I mean, to me, that's a that's that's as classic as can look. I mean, I can't actually see if there are cocktail sticks in there, but either there are cocktail sticks holding that together or the fries are sort of holding it together. But, it, I mean, I would absolutely go order whatever you got there. That looks fantastic to me. So I think on the, on the, on the taste, 
I'm going to deviate from my 7 out of 10 and say 4 out of 10. Yeah. Well, I think I see where this is going. But look, this is what I picked the sandwich. You know, this is this is what happens when you pick a sandwich. I picked a sandwich that I love, and uh, we feel differently about it. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but here, this could help it. I, I don't know if this is going to help it, but is this sandwich a monster? Fanwich Josh PhD, best-selling author, has sent in his oh, research. Josh is back. Let's see what we got. Hey guys, um, sorry about last week. Things were things were pretty hectic, and I got a little disorganized. Though the episode itself was amazing, uh, and, and thanks for running the the Red Meat Republic contest. And everyone who entered it really uh, warmed my heart. But I should get back into the club sandwich, um, or back into my evaluation of the monstrosity of various sandwiches. Um, first of all, the club sandwich is piled high with meat. I think altitude is an important part of the sandwich, and independent of my evaluation of its kind of social and environmental costs, this is a sandwich is monstrously unhealthy, particularly if it's drenched with too much mayo. Now, oh, as far damn. as meats, it could wow. be worse. Chicken or turkey is much better than ham or beef when it comes to building a sandwich, though you should probably shed a tear for the source of that bacon. So, on the whole... Sandwich is bad, but not the worst. I'm going to have to endorse the BLT as a pretty similar but better option, but take that for what it's worth. As far as the monster scale for the club sandwich, I'm going to have to go with Ogre. Wow. It's coming at my mayo. Wow, wow. He really he really called you out there. Yeah. Well, I had I listened to that beforehand, I would not have played it. I will not <laughs> stand for any anti-mayo. Mayo's... Vegan, right? It's just, it's egg and oil. Oh crap, egg! Damn it! Yeah. Shit. But All chickens right, well, can lay eggs, right? That's okay because yeah. they're like not killing them. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no chickens. I mean, chickens. I, no chickens. I think have to lay eggs no matter what. I mean, probably like there's probably problems with like factory egg yeah, yeah, farming. I'm sure. But like, I think like people who have chickens in their backyard, like I think that's good. Like that, that's what they do. They lay eggs. They're not fertilized eggs. Yeah. So they're just doing it. As long as mayo could be made in like a good way, I'm fine yeah. with it. Like I think, I think that having chickens not lay eggs would be more problematic for them. <laughs> really back up in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I think that doesn't sound so bad, Dan. I mean, look, bacon's bad, but like bacon's going to be bad on anything we put it on. So, uh, you know, seven out of 10. Seven out of 10. I feel like you're, uh, <laughs> I think the late hour is having a little effect on you. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not at all. Not at all. I'm, I'm taking this very seriously right now. All right. What do you think the next category is? Celebrity. Yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> so, I was just testing you. Yeah, no, no, no. This is actually a really exciting one. I mean, I'll take the seven, but it, uh, Josh did make the good points. It It is piled high with meat. Like the... There is no no two ways about it. The the in like all the photos of both of yours and all the photos that you showed me on the Bing image search and even the pork.com image search, it does seem like the uh the meat is at least on the like as as Josh would say the altitude, although to your point it depends is that altitude or horizontal depending on the exact orientation of the sandwich. I think meat is is at least 50% of the whatever of the width or height of the sandwich, so it is, you know, and when I constructed mine, you know, it looked like that too. So it is a fairly meat-heavy sandwich, and um, you know, I, I think that's a valid point that I had not considered from the the monster perspective. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I think there and 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 to Josh's point, like, come on, the health implications alone. It's a yeah. problem. Uh I really hope Mayo isn't that bad for me. <laughs> so the celebrity section, uh, this is interesting. This is the first time it was just funny because we're talking about a sandwich podcast. The first time that I think we found something where a famous person has the sandwich named after them in a famous restaurant. Okay. Which you think would be more common. But uh, this is, I think, a pretty good one to start with. Uh, So, uh, you know I love New York delis. Yes. Carnegie Deli has a $28 version of the club sandwich. (sighs) I know. Named after none other than Derek Jeter. Wow. So the Derek Jeter is uh, a triple-decker club sandwich. Comes piled high with two classic meats because he's number two on the Yankees. Turkey and bacon. Plus several slices of American cheese with tomato and lettuce served on toasted white bread. The deli rep adds, we chose American cheese because nothing is more American than baseball. American cheese. Give me a break. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I boo that more than I boo Derek Jeter in the 1990s. But you should, you should see a picture. I'm going to, I'm going to G chat this to you or I'm going to Bing chat this to you. Sorry. I spoke there. I'm going to Bing chat. I'm going to Bing mail chat this to you. Uh, You got to look at this sandwich. I mean, Josh, Josh would definitely call this sandwich a monster. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, that is just monstrous. That's a lot of that. That actually might be an entire turkey. Well, the sandwich is right next to Derek Jeter's head. And I think the sandwich is piled is higher than Derek Jeter's head. And the cocktail stick that's in it. I'm trying. I think it might actually be a baseball bat. It's it's one of those. Uh, it's like a shish kebab skewer. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a cocktail stick. I mean, this has tons of bacon. This is this is insane. And honestly, I mean, the one thing Josh could be happy about, I don't see much mayo in there. So at least, at least it's doing. It's got like half a pound of bacon. It does. It. I mean, there are like eight slices of American cheese in this thing. Yeah. Also, you can barely see the piece of bread. <laughs> no, it's like limply lying in there. It's also a weird construction because they don't put. You know, normally it seems like you would put like. You sort of make a mini sandwich within each layer. Yeah. But this, they just they have all the turkey and then a slice of bread, then all the bacon. Yeah. It, and in fact, when I was constructing mine at home, the instructions I found were basically like that. You, the top and the bottom were exactly the same. You, you did yeah. them exactly the same. Yeah. And then um, you just basically you then put – you basically build one half sandwich – Build another half sandwich, put them on top of each other, and then just put the top piece on, and you're done. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so I think it's a good celebrity story, though. Uh, you know, seven out of ten. <laughs> All <laughs> right, great. Could have gone with two out of ten. Derek Jeter's number, as you know, they said they they're at least I thought they were going to say two meats and I thought they were going to also add in ham or something in addition to bacon, but at least I, I stuck to that. It's a, it's a pretty traditional club other than being gigantic. Yeah. Mm, I, I don't know. American cheese. Give me a break. 
I hate American cheese. But here we go. It's time. And for the last time, the club sandwich is going on this cutting board right one foot from me. Wow. wow. So That's impressive. It's on the cutting board. Uh, I, I, my expectations for your ruling on this are even lower than they were going into um, the final episode of Game of Thrones. But uh, <sighs> here we go. Dan, Dan, who knows what's going to happen? Okay, okay. Could be a twist ending. Could be a twist. And it's really going to make my my pre-written statement feel quite out of character, but here we go. (laughs) I I was much more optimistic when writing this, because I think I had just eaten my club sandwich, and I said, how is this not going on the menu? And here's what I have to say. I'm pre-spoiling what I'm right, but everybody can figure it out anyway. Okay. Club sandwich on the official cutting board. Who knows who will own this cutting board next week, but for now... God, it's such a good-looking cutting board. I'm going to be sad to mail it to somebody. Here we Just go. Make a, make a much shittier one. No. Only the finest for the official Joe Picks a Sandwich cutting board. Because you're going to see when I whip out this rhyme, just the kind of quality we're talking about here. The club, more like this sub was not a flub by this bub. We will have nary an unsub when I stub for all the hubbub about this grub because this sandwich takes my favorite thing, white bread, and increases it by 50%. It classes up the turkey with a little bacon and slathers everything in mayo. The only negative about the sandwich is its fondness for the toothpick, but when called a cocktail stick, I can I can deal with it. I can appreciate it. So put it on the menu for its delicious taste. Put it on the menu for its incredible style and put it on the menu for the ubiquity of the sandwich how could you have a sandwich menu without the club sandwich put it on i think it's easy to have a a menu without a club sandwich because we're not gonna have it on there (laughs) (laughs) club sandwich more like uh uh i don't more like more like snub sandwich uh because i'm gonna snub this one no you have snubbed it this is a snub yeah this is a snub yeah yeah uh Snubs are good, right? Like, yeah. You know. Well, snub means that the sandwich is good, but you sort of passed over it. Yeah, that's fine. It's a fine sandwich. Look, I would just say we've we've already had two superior versions of this type of sandwich. One is the BLT, the benchmark by which all sandwiches are judged. Uh, and I would just rather take out the turkey and the exercise of bread and just have a BLT. I'm also noting that for the record. So the BLT is the benchmark which all other sandwiches are judged. Wow. I mean that and like the uh, the outsmizer. The outsmizer for open face. The, the, the outsmizer is not on face. the menu. It is. It is. We went back and checked. It is. Who checked? Uh, I read the transcripts that you got. <laughs> I actually do have transcripts. <laughs> I know. Uh for any of our deaf listeners out there. <laughs> secondly. Our deaf secondly, fans, rather. I actually, it didn't even make it onto the menu, but I prefer the Dutch Crunch version of this. Well, what's the, what is there to say other than to be upset and then repeat again? The club, more like this sub, was not a flub by this bub. We will have nary an unsub when I stub for all the hubbub about this grub. It should go on for that alone. Uh, it's very, it's very impressive. Yeah, 
damn right it is. All right. Well, the club's not going on the menu, which at least does make my menu editing easier this week, if not my podcast editing. Ah. Add the Outsmizer. It's on there. <laughs> no, I'm not doing <laughs> it. Okay. No lunch pail this week. No time. R- ran out of time. But guess what? Everybody's paper part. Let's pick next week's sandwich. Dan, are you ready to break the wheel? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. Here, um, let's form a conference of uh, you, me, you know, Jeff, Tony. We'll all get together and wait until who has the most impassioned speech about which sandwich we should do next. If you spin the the Joe Picks wheel and <laughs> we will have successfully broken the wheel. Major spoiler alert. I'm bleeping that out. I'm bleeping that out. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is it. Uh, listeners, Joe, Joe, Wacky, Dan, Joe, Dan. So really – Hoping it's not me. I can't handle it two weeks in a row. Especially when I sort of poured my heart and soul into this sandwich. I enjoyed it so much today. And then just so I could hear your your sourness for the sandwich or your lack of sweetness. And uh, it was, this was been a, this has been a very sad episode for me. Look, Dan, you can't take it personally. <laughs> I, there's nothing I can do. To me, I value my own self-esteem like as the club sandwich goes. Look, I'm rejecting the sandwich, not you. Okay. Well, it doesn't feel like that. Okay, here we go. Spin upcoming. <laughs> round and round the wheel goes. Where will it land? Nobody knows. Oh, oh god oh. damn it. Dan, it's your shot at redemption. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Christ. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Up again. Why do I keep winning this? Dan, you're good. You're good. Uh, all right. Did I come up with the bond me, or that was a listener? That was the listener wheel, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <sighs> all right. Well, first of all, I can remove myself from the wheel. So now my odds of coming up are really low. All right. You know what? I've got one. I've got okay. a good one. I've got one that will shake the very foundation of this podcast, but I'm all for it. And that is, <laughs> I see a very worried look on your face. Because you're going to, you're either going to pick something that's going to, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm excited. I'm breaking the wheel. You are breaking the wheel. <laughs> I am picking the hot dog. But, but. More specific, I'm not going to get myself a club sandwich type situation. I'm going to, or or an Elvis situation. I'm going to pick a very specific hot dog because a hot dog is a sandwich as far as it goes for right now. May we get a lot of fan mail about that? I don't know. But I am going to pick my favorite version of the hot dog, a noted sandwich, the Chicago dog. So there it is. Okay. I love it. The Chicago I dog. I was worried. This is a great choice, Dan. Wow. I mean, it's not going to go on the menu, but it's a great choice. <laughs> hey, <laughs> look, <laughs> my self-esteem is entirely tied up in the Chicago dog. So, oh, I'm I'm excited to have a Chicago dog this week. And what's great is I'm going to Chicago this week. <laughs> what? Not, not not really. I'm oh. going to Spokane this week. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, that. that 
it's the right direction. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm going towards Chicago this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right. And I hear the Chicago Ducks in Spokane are legendary. It's it's true. Best hot dog in Spokane. Oh, is that Sonic Drive-In? Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. I'm excited, Dan. All right. Uh, that's exciting. So, so 10 p.m. Yeah, 10, 10 p.m. next Monday. We'll, we'll, Monday the 28th, we will be podcasting about the, the 27th. 27th. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's fine. We'll put the information on the, the uh, subreddit. For all the fans out there, for all the entrants, you'll see. We'll do the official spin. It'll be great. And we'll be podcasting live when it happens. So be very excited. Absolutely. Uh, hey, before we go, look at this new iTunes review from Raj. He says, back for more. I consider myself a conservative-leaning independent, Trump's loving. But man, you two are too entertaining, loving, and I want more. Wow, we have a Trump fan. Five That's stars. Great. That's great. Look, look, look. We appeal to all audiences. Uh, pr- promises made, promises kept. And for me, as a strict constructionalist on the sandwich court, I think that's going to attract a lot of those people looking for, you know, a different point of view on the court. It's true. Look, look, the Venn diagram of Trump fans. Well, okay, let's just say this. Everyone's a sandwich fan. Sandwiches are the one thing that unites our country. Yeah. And... The only thing that could possibly tear it apart is next week's episode. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And we will rip the very fabric of that one unifying principle into. Boy, that could really be a sandwich court. Oh, my goodness. As a strict constructionalist. Wow. I don't even know where to go with that. Well, we'll see what happens next week's episode. Uh, time to put the, the three slices of bread away until next week. Joe Picks the Sandwich, part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash JoePicks. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong with the club sandwich, or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwich, the Chicago hot dog, leave a comment on our Reddit page or email us at sandwich at JoePicksPod.com. Special thanks to superfan Josh for research. His book, Red Me Republic, is on bookshelves everywhere now and is available to buy on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Also, thanks to Fanwitch Jeff, doer of research, laureate of music for the theme song, and Fanwitch Julia, second of her name, for the logo. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others can find this podcast. Joe, see you next week. Good night, Dan.